is today? Today? It is Wednesday, my dude. This is gonna be great! <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, it's been a busy week so far, and this week continues to be busy. Uh, so, a little recap. Uh, Saturday, last Saturday, we had Tailgate Saturday here. It was a lot of work, it was a lot of fun, a lot of good food. I gotta say that. I probably gained 15 pounds that night. It was something. Then, of course, the next day, service in the morning. Then I had youth Sunday evening that I had to teach. Um, then we have yesterday. Uh, we all, hopefully, all went and voted. Um, and here's, before I get too off track, two things that really bothered me about yesterday's elections. And it's this. I wake up this morning, and I, and I look up to see, you know, that, I was keeping my eye on three particular states uh, that are, you know, dumpster fires where it's the top three states where people are fleeing and going to other states. And that is California, New York, and my home state of Illinois, right? And I was really hoping some change was going to happen. I even talked to my friend the other day. I said, yesterday, not the other day, yesterday, I said, do you think uh got a chance of getting a new governor other than Pritzker? And he goes, I think there is. No, all three of those states reelected the same officials that have just turned them into cesspools. Well, I guess they've all been on that downward slope for a while. It wasn't just one person, but it's like, can't, I just, can we just get somebody different? I'm not talking, I don't even care about Republican, Democrat type of thing. I'm just like somebody who's going to do something different to make some change and make it better. Although, if I think about it, all the people who have left at record numbers, they would have voted somebody else in, but they're no longer there. I don't know, but it's a mess. I'm just disappointed that uh, things remain the same in Illinois, for the most part. Then, the second thing is Pennsylvania. John Fetterman won Senate, seat in Senate, and I watched some of the debates that he had with Dr. Ross. Now, I'm not saying... Dr. Oz is a TV personality, whatever. Who knows if he's any good? But here's what I do know. Dr. Oz can formulate a sentence. John Fetterman was like, I was concerned. Is this dude okay? Like, he can't speak. Like, I was, and then I saw that he won in a landslide? What in the world is going on? I, I didn't feel like he should even be in this situation. I feel John Fetterman needs help. You know, and I was like, what? I don't know. Just a sad state. Those 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 four states. I don't know what's going on. All right, moving on. So voting yesterday. Then last night, uh, I went and saw a float that we're making here at Point North Church. Uh, there's going to be a Christmas parade coming up. First week of December, I think is December 3rd, Saturday night. And uh, there's a float, and I'm going to be on it, playing some music. It's going to be fun. It looked great. A lot of good stuff there. Tonight, I have membership meeting where I'm teaching a little bit, along with Tommy and Mike. 
so that's going on tonight. My wife's doing small group leading that. I got to be here to do the membership class. Um, Thursday night, tomorrow night, we have rehearsal for Sunday, so that's big. Uh, then on Saturday, there's a funeral here, uh, followed by Sunday's service and youth. So it's just it's a busy week. This is going to be a busy month. I know it. Whatever. That all being said, that contributed to why I didn't record another podcast last week. You know, I, I try to do it like on Saturday as well. So, but I'm going to make it up for you. Maybe this week's podcast is going to be a little longer. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if you want a longer. Maybe that's a punishment. I don't know. But, uh, but I, I do, I am excited to talk about, uh, an argument I overheard in Walmart that was really funny and it got me thinking. So it's a little tease to this coming podcast. Anyways, speaking of the other podcast, I want to address something that um, hasn't been brought to my attention yet, but probably won't be too long. See, I started doing this simple devotion about two years ago and believe it or not, when I started, it was only around five to ten minutes long. I know. Crazy, right? Where have we gone since then? So, I'm sure someone will inevitably say something like, after listening to the other podcast, why are you talking about TV shows and secular music and uh, getting doing all these other things not about God? Instead of focusing on the devotional and the, and the biblical aspects that you do on Wednesdays. Um, so, just to give you a little backstory. I've already had, in my time here in South Carolina, gotten some people that were upset uh, with me. Um, that I tried to get into a cover band and play, you know, the Charleston music scene here. I got the... Uh, should a pastor be going out and playing secular music in bars? Should a pastor even be listening to secular music? Should a pastor even be seen in a bar? Should a pastor drink? No. I know. I, I, I'm, I'm aware of the scriptures that warn against causing a brother or sister to stumble. Which is, usually precedes these talks, or proceeds these talks uh, that I've gotten in the past. So we're going to look at Romans and 1 Corinthians. See what it says. Now, both of these books were written by Paul and were letters telling these churches how to love, obey, and, and live life as Jesus wants us to. So the first one we're going to get into is Romans 14, 13 through 22. It says, Therefore, let us no longer judge one another, instead decide never to put a stumbling block or pitfall in the way of your brother or sister. I know I am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. Still, to someone who considers a thing to be unclean, to that one it is unclean. For if your brother or sister is hurt by what you eat, you are no longer walking according to love. Do not destroy by what you eat someone from whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let your good be slandered, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy, Holy Spirit. Whoever serves Christ in this way is accept, acceptable to God and receives human approval. So then, 
Let us pursue what promotes peace and what builds up one another. Do not tear down God's work because of food. Everything is clean, but it is wrong to make someone fall by what he eats. Is it a good thing not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that makes your brother or sister stumble? Whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. All right, then we're going to go right to 1 Corinthians 8, 7 through 13. However, not everyone has this knowledge. Some have been so used to idolatry up until now that when they eat food sacrificed to an idol, their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Food will no will not bring us closer to God. We are not worse off if we don't eat, and we're not better off if we do eat. But be careful that this right of yours is in no way becomes a stumbling block to the weak. For if someone sees you, the one who has knowledge dining in an idol's temple, won't this his weak conscience be encouraged to eat food offered to idols? So the weak person, the brother or sister for whom Christ died, is ruined by your knowledge. Now when you sin like this against brothers and sisters and wound their weak conscience, you are sinning against Christ. Therefore, if food causes my brother or sister to fall, I will never again eat meat so that I won't cause my brother or sister to fall. Now, if we listen, if we read all that, and we know what they're saying, you know, there's a lot of good stuff in there that I agree with. And honest, obviously, I don't want to cause anyone to stumble in their faith. I'm in the anti-stumble business. If I know I'm going to cause harm to someone by any actions I plan on taking, I will not do it, obviously. that That's what, I, I don't want to cause anybody to stumble. And, and regarding the food, uh, what they were talking about there is uh, food that was made as a sacrifice to an idol or another god. That's not, we don't really have to deal with that today. But if I, for instance, if I happen to be out to dinner with a Muslim person, I'm not going to order pork because I know that is going to offend them because that's not what they do in their, their customs. Do I think anything is wrong with pork? No. Do I think it is delicious? Absolutely. My stomach also is offended by pork because it doesn't agree with me, but it's so good. You know, sometimes you got to take the bad with the good. Anyways, uh, I wouldn't order the pork meal in front of if I'm dining with some Muslims because I'm trying to be a good person, right? Although, if I think about it, my eating habits do seem to offend a lot of my friends, like putting ketchup on brats and hot dogs or eating cold SpaghettiOs. People seem to have a reaction. And I'm like, you're going to have to deal with it. So am I really following this? I don't know. But it's all in good fun. But if, so as, as I was reading these scriptures, like comparing it to my, the way I do things, um, in my Bible I have a commentary by Charles F. Stanley, and it says this, Jesus taught, no one has greater love than this, to lay down his life for his friends. And that's from John 15, 13. We should be willing to lay down our lives for the gospel. But sometimes the question is, are we willing to lay down our prejudices, biases, opinions, rights, and political views so that others can know his salvation? In love, we are always 
to desire the best for our brothers and sisters in the Lord, even if it means self-denial. Again, good stuff, stuff that I absolutely agree with. Now, you may be thinking, well, when are you going to get to the butt? Well, first, let me say this. I believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God, and it was given to us to help us in all things. And even if I have problems with some of the things that are said in the Bible, I have to stop feeling whatever I may be feeling and try to get to the bottom of why God chose to tell me this. I may not like everything written in the Bible, but I know that I am laughably ignorant compared to God's infinite wisdom. So it's not hard for me to accept something that I don't really understand. And I think that that's a big problem for a lot of people. A lot of people can't do that because if, if we just think of the infinite wisdom and knowledge that God has compared to our little tiny thing that we think we know everything, but we don't, then that because everybody wants to feel like they're the smartest person. They know better. No, God knows better. I know that. That's why. When I have a problem with something that I read, I investigate, but I also can chalk it up to, I don't know like God does. And everything that he has given us in this Bible is for good, is for helping us. So, got to keep that in mind. But, there it is, the but. Here's what I'd like to point out. The people who bring up these concerns in my life, and it's not, it's not always been here it's been in illinois it's it's been at different churches the people who come to me with problems with things that i do are never the weak like like we read in that scripture weak-minded weak individuals these people that come to me are the strong believers who have been through the gauntlet of life who are so strong that they cannot be shaken they own a faith that is tried and true and nothing i do would ever or could ever cause them to stumble. Um, these people are people who love the Lord and who want to look out for their flock and look out for, for me. And, and I may get frustrated feeling that my actions and my behaviors and, and my heart are being questioned. And, and it's easy to, to get offended and say, like, how dare you question me? Don't you see me giving everything that I have to this church? Giving everything I have to ministry, giving all my time and my talents and, and to help out on this and that. Don't you see in my in me the love that I have for Christ? How can you not? Do you even know me? Apparently you don't. You get defensive. I get defensive. But that's when you sort of, or I, I need to at least, step back and realize that they aren't trying to offend me. They aren't trying to be a buzzkill. Do people still use that word buzzkill? Am I aging myself? Is that like an old term now? Anyways, they're not trying to do that. But when questions uh, such as those arise, I understand or try to understand that they're trying to look after me. Their heart is in the right place. So in that moment, is mine? I think it is, yes. So just look back. Let's look back at the band situation that I, I was in here. I met a bunch of, a group of talented guys. We came up with some good music, covers, fun, energetic stuff. Uh, 
a little shot in the arm to the Charleston music scene, what I thought. I crafted the set list with thought put into it where, where uh, not only were the songs important, but the transitions. And, and, and I, re- I put together a real show that someone could see. And, and I didn't have uh, songs with explicit lyrics or obscene content or uh, all the songs, like even the songs that did have a swear word here and there, I opted to change the lyrics or I just didn't sing them. And you would think, well, that's going to make, going to take away the song. No, nobody even noticed. But here's where the payoff was. Like this band, we only had a few gigs before it fizzled. But I, I know that I was in these two bars and uh, I, I obviously, I said, it, word got out. I was a pastor as the lead singer, guitar player. And, um, and in between sets, uh, people started slowly coming up to me and they would talk to me about uh, Jesus. Like, so I didn't just walk up to them and say, hello, do you know Jesus Christ? You know, he's your Lord and Savior. Nothing like that. Slowly people would come up to me, ask me if I really was a pastor, first of all. Uh, Then they would ask me, what what church are you at? And I would tell them about that. Um, Then they would give me some sort of story like, well, you know, I used to go to church, but then, uh, see, I haven't been there in a while. Like, they made excuses why they don't go, blah, 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 all that. And and I'd listen and be nice, and then I'd be like, hey, well, why don't you join us on Sunday? We're right down the street, you know, things like that. No, none of them actually showed up. That's fine. I'm hoping a little seed was planted. That's all I'm saying. Now, I may have been somewhere where other Christians wouldn't have approved of. But Jesus did the same thing. I mean, and the Pharisees uh, were talking to themselves. I like, look at him over there talking about Jesus eating with the sinners. They, they were offended by what he was doing too. But weren't we told to go into all nations to make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that he's commanded us? Yes. Yes. Did he ever say, go, but don't go to a bar and do it. Don't go to a casino to do it. Go everywhere except these places. And he gives us a map. No, he didn't do that. I want to use my talents, my gifts, my personality to reach others, to reach the lost. And these are God-given talents that I'm to use for his glory. Just like with this podcast, I'm going to obey the Great Commission. I need to get in front of as many eyes and ears as I can. And the best way to do that is to cast a large net, like fishing. So if we take fishing as an analogy, Jesus said he was going to make Peter a fisher of men, right? We remember that. That was in Matthew. Well, if you go fishing, you need a rod and a reel. You need some string. You need a hook, all that. But you also have to have bait, don't you? Well, for this podcast... The bait could be the days that I don't talk about God. Maybe a believer who listens to this weekly, to my devotional, shares it, like on their page, or they send a text to a group of people, right? Check this podcast out, this devotional. And a friend, one of their friends sees it and they say, oh, another Holy Roller roller Bible thumping video or podcast. Nope, hard pass. And then they scroll on by or they, whatever, you know, they just not, they're not interested But 
if I did a podcast on Star Wars where I geeked out about that or complained about, you know, like I did the Andor series, it was Andor, um, and, and that's shared, they might be like, all right, I'll listen to this, see what he has to say. I'm a big Star Wars fan. Or if they, you know, something like that, whatever it may be. And if they enjoyed it, they might listen to the next one about TV shows and then the next one about whatever food I'm talking about or band. And then they decide, you know, maybe I'll check out this devotional thing. I like him. He's a funny guy or whatever. Let's check this out see what he has to hear. And then maybe them listening to that devotional makes some sort of difference. Maybe that prompts them to want to investigate more about this Jesus that people are talking about. Who knows? Just like me playing in a secular cover band. What if it makes, what if I made some, like some fans who come out and see me play every month and then one day they just decided, well, let's go see Adam at church. We'll see what that's like. And that experience at church gets them to make a change in their life because you know what? Those things do happen. So let's circle back to the opening of this devotional where, where we read Romans 1 and Corinthians, 1 Corinthians where Paul told us to stop doing things that would cause our brothers and sisters to stumble. If I was playing in a secular band, in a bar, was drinking, swearing, messing with girls, all that, I am sure I would be causing my brothers and sisters to stumble because guess what? I invite people to, to experience that with me. Like I have my small group, I invited them to come see me at these bars. Uh, and, and they were also able to talk about Jesus. They'd be like, hey, I'm in his small group. And it's like, it's this thing that could have been really cool. Um, but if I was invited these people and they saw me acting a fool and, and doing all that, that would definitely cause them to stumble. And in my podcast, if I'm on here endorsing you know, premarital sex and, and homosexuality and doing drugs and pushing political agendas and bashing people, acting ridiculous. Again, absolutely, I'd be causing my brothers and sisters to stumble because I am setting an example. Well, this is the, this is the pastor. It's okay for him to do it. Let's just go ahead and do it. If, if I, you know, I know that I'm going to be judged harder as a pastor. It says that in scripture as well. But there's also two scriptures I turn to when thinking about this particular topic. I mean, first, just as is written in Romans, Paul said no food was unclean. And it's known that the Bible does not forbid having a drink here and there. It's the driving to excess that becomes a sin. But these things were given to us to enjoy. Now, I also understand just because God gave us wine and alcohol to enjoy, many people struggle with that. I see it. I know it. I have close friends that struggle with it. So I'm not going to be drinking in front of them. If, if I have a friend who is an alcoholic and I said, let's just go out, get something to eat, and there's alcohol there, and I just start drinking to excess, I'm going to cause him to stumble because he's like, well, he knows I have this problem. He's still doing it. Like, it it's setting a bad example. And if I have a, I'm in a band and I have a gig at a bar where, you know, they serve alcohol, I'm probably not going to invite them to see me. Actually, it's not a probably. I'm definitely not going to invite them. But God provide, does provide us with many good things to enjoy. I enjoy secular music. I enjoy watching non-Christian-based TV and movies. 
I enjoy having a drink now and then. I enjoy having some extra money to go out and spend and buy nice things and, and have fun with. And in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, it says, So whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. So if we look at that phrase, or whatever you do. I know my talents were given to me for a purpose. My voice, my musical ability, or to lead worship, or to lead people to him. My personality and my humor was given to me to be able to connect with people, uh, to to entertain, to make this podcast, but ultimately to lead them to him. I do those things for the glory of God, even when I'm not doing a devotional or when I am playing secular music. I give glory to God for allowing me the ability to live the way that me and my family lives. I, I give thanks that I have enough money to go and see a movie once in a while. I give God the glory when I'm driving around with the top down on my car, experiencing his beautiful creation. But a lot of people can't see, envision, or picture this, a pastor doing these things, uh, enjoying life's simple pleasures because it seems we're put in a box that we must be praying, reading scripture, tending to the needy, preparing for church 24-7. But we need to live too. God gave us a whole lot of experience to enjoy, a whole lot to experience and enjoy. We can do those things as long as we acknowledge God first. And that's not hard, for me at least. Lastly, there's this scripture that I rest on when it comes to my tactics of trying to reach the lost. And it's actually the parable of the lost sheep. And it's in Luke 15, 1 through 7. It says, All the tax collectors and sinners were approaching to listen to him. And the Pharisees and scribes were complaining. This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Remember when I said Pharisees and that? Yeah, this is from this. Verse 3. So, he told them this parable. What, am, what man among you who has a hundred sheep and loses one of them does not leave the ninety-nine in the open field and go after the lost one until he finds it? When he has found it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and the coming home he calls his friends and neighbors together, saying to them, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. Then in verse 7 it says, I tell you, in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over the sinner, over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who don't need repentance. So when I go to a bar, a club, a festival, whatever, and I witness to somebody, if that witness is, if that, that witness takes, if it means something, if it, if it plants a seed in that unbeliever's mind, imagine the joy in heaven when they come to accept Jesus as Savior. I could sit in a church the rest of my life preaching, leading worship, and all that to the people who voluntarily come here. And of course, that's a good thing. I want to do that. God is going to be happy with me, tending to his flock, progressing them, growing them, discipling them, right? But it just says right here, but there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. That means me going out trying to obey the Great Commission, telling people the good news in the lion's den. It says, can you imagine the joy in heaven over one sinner who repents over the 99 righteous who don't need repentance? Is that worth it? Yes, that is totally worth it. That's what my focus is. Of course, there are people in Christian settings where I can witness and make a difference. 
And I'm not saying there isn't, never will. But it seems like a lot of people don't want to go into the lion's den to obey that great commission. So I need you to think about that. And if somebody's listening that has come to me with concerns, I thank you for it. I appreciate the conversations. I, I love that you care about me enough to talk to me and, and voice your concerns. And I want that to continue to happen. But I also want you to know my heart. I mean, I've explained this before, so I don't have any problems with anybody right now or whatever. But I want you to think about the lion's den, how we can go in there to obey the Great Commission, to share the gospel in places that maybe make us a little uncomfortable. Because I think that's what we should be doing. So think about this. If you found anything interesting, important, helpful, please share it. Send a, a link to a friend via text. It's probably the best way to do it. When you're out with a group of friends, say, hey, have you checked out Pastor Adam's podcast? Check this out. The devotional Wednesday is amazing. I don't know. So I ask you to do that if you found anything important, and I will see you next time. Have a good one. Thank you.